Hey you, thank you for joining me for episode number 25 of Better Regulate Than Never. Last week, we talked about creating your own personal mission statement. My husband gave me the idea for this episode um, when I was writing that one, and I felt like it kind of it kind of went together, and it was a video that I watched, and it gave me the idea for this, for thinking about things that are possible or impossible. So the video was a short excerpt of a speech about Roger Bannister, and the speaker mentioned that before May 1954, it was believed that it was impossible to run a four-minute mile. In May 1954, Roger Bannister did run a mile in under four minutes. Since that time, more than 20,000 people, and it could be more than that because I don't know how old the video was, but in the video, he said more than 20,000 people have done the same thing. Maybe it was because we could see that it was possible. If we believe something is possible, are we more likely to go after it? Think about your dreams and goals. Think about that mission statement. Are they possible? What if they were possible? I have been thinking about this so much over the last few years. I have been listening to podcasts that blow my mind with these kind of concepts. Sometimes the concepts they are talking about do sound impossible. But then I think, What if it were possible? What if I can decide how much money I make every year? What if I can have my own business and create what I want in my life? The possibilities could be limitless. I get so excited thinking about the future and imagine what will my life be like in the next year? What will it be like five years from now, 50 years from now? This gives me so much fuel to keep moving forward. I want you to find something that makes you so excited to find it. What if whatever you imagined was possible? There have been so many things just in my lifetime that were once impossible and now they are reality. What about carrying around days worth of music in my pocket? Oh my gosh. When I was growing up, I had so many records and eight track tapes and cassettes, and they take up so much room. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't think I have much of any of that anymore because my, literally my phone can have all of my music on it or a tiny little iPod or my computer. I mean, it's like my iPad things It is like so crazy. And I love it so much because I love music. But when I think about carrying around all those, like I had like a suitcase that had my cassette tapes in it. And, um, and I do still have, I guess I do still have my CDs. So, um, after records, eight track tapes and cassettes, then the CDs came along and they were smaller and they, um, I had like little, Oh, they were like zipper folder things. And then all the CDs were in it. And I still have those in my car because occasionally I want to go back and just really listen to those, uh, 
those CD mix things that I made. It was so fun. Um, and I also love now that you can listen to any kind of music just right on your phone. Like I remember I did have records and cassettes that had all this different kinds of music, but you had to keep switching, you know, this record for this record or this cassette to this cassette. And now you can just listen to it all with just the touch of a button, which is so fun. Also, TV has changed a lot. Um, I think we had a color TV most of my growing up time, but we did also have a small black and white TV. So I do remember what black and white TV looked like. And, uh, but I can't even imagine, I mean, I'm sure there really isn't any such thing because who would want to buy a black and white TV? (laughs) I don't even know, but people had them because color was um, probably at one point they thought it was impossible. And then they had that. And I remember that we had an antenna for our TV and our antenna was in the attic, which is so weird. Like, I don't know why it wasn't really up in the air, but, um, and we got like three or four channels and they were like the local channels that you could maybe pick up sometimes on the antenna. And I remember that after midnight, the channels just turned off. There wasn't anything on them after midnight. And then probably when I was in middle school or high school, then there were like 24 hour channels, but we still didn't hardly get any of them. When I was in high school, we did get a satellite. um, And that was those huge satellite dishes. Like, I don't even know how big they would be, but huge, like Um, and you would have them in your yard and then they would move, you know, based on what channels you were trying to, to watch. And that was pretty exciting though, because I finally had cable channels because my friends lived in town and they already had cable. And I finally got to experience what some of those channels were like. Um, but even at that time, okay, so I had all these things to watch, which was fun, but you had to watch them at the time they were on. So if a movie started at 3 p.m., you had to start watching it at 3 p.m. because you couldn't watch it at a different time unless it came on at a different time on a different day. Um, But you couldn't watch things when you wanted to. And I remember when I was in high school that they did, there was such a thing as VCR players and VCR tapes, but you rented the players and the tapes at a video rental place because at that time a VCR cost $1,000 to $1,400. And that was really expensive. Um, Well, it's really expensive now, but um, in the eighties, that was like crazy. And so no one I knew actually owned a VCR, but you could rent them the machine and the tapes at these video rental places. And it was kind of like the library where you would, um, though you had to pay something to, to rent them, but you would just pick them up and then you'd take them back and, you know, get new ones or whatever. And while that kind of entertainment was popular during that time, then the VCR price came down and then people started actually owning their own VCR. So then you just rented the tapes. And once you had a VCR, you could record shows so you could watch them at your convenience, but you really didn't do that very often. I remember I just saved that for special occasions or special shows 
because you only got about four hours of shows or programming on a tape. And so um, most of the time I still watched programs when they were actually on and not recording them for later. And I was a huge TV guide fan at the time, which I loved magazines of all kinds, and I don't even look at magazines anymore. But um, I used to get TV guide every week, and I would read it cover to cover. And I remember um, one time they were talking about the future of television. And they were talking about how at, at some time, there was going to be a menu of shows to watch and you would just turn on your TV and you would see this menu and you could just pick any show you wanted to watch. And, um, I thought, oh my gosh, that is going to be so amazing to just pick any show I want to watch and watch it whenever I want to. And I don't have to wait for it to be on at a certain time. And now we are living that reality. So something that, you know, years ago I thought was impossible is now true. I remember hearing about the idea of XM radio. And at the time I had a 100 minute commute every day, um, 50 minutes one way. And I listened to a lot of radio. I did listen to my CDs during that time, but I listened to a lot of radio. And when I was listening to the radio, I would only, I only wanted to listen to certain songs that I wanted to listen to or certain talk radio shows. And I didn't want to listen to advertisements and I didn't want to listen to boring songs I didn't like. So I was constantly changing the channel. I changed it so often that the buttons on my radio were completely rubbed off. You couldn't even tell what was the numbers and what was forward and backward because I was always, I constantly was move going to a different channel. Um, And I couldn't imagine radio without commercials and endless stations to listen to. I think about how video calls and meetings seemed like science fiction when I was younger, when we would watch the Jetsons and the Jetsons would, would talk to somebody on a TV. I was like, oh my gosh, can you imagine talking to someone in a different town and you could see their face? That is like amazing. Because when I think about long conversations on the phone when I was in high school with my friends or boyfriend, I remember falling asleep laying on the phone. And this was a corded phone. The the phone was on the wall and then the cord came out. And luckily for one of the phones, we had a super long cord and I would pull it as far as I could so I could get to a secret area somewhere in you know, around a corner or in a closet or whatever. And I would pull that as far as I could. And I would just lay on the floor and talk to my friends. And I mean, literally we were falling asleep while we were talking on the phone. Um, and when I think about talking on the phone, it also cost money to call long distance. So luckily my friends lived in my town because, well, I didn't live in town, but they lit, my phone was on the same, um, my phone was the same as the town's number. So it wasn't long distance, but, um, if you called long distance, you had to pay extra money and it was cheaper after nine o'clock, but it was still expensive and you had to pay for it. And so my first semester in college, I called my boyfriend every Tuesday and Thursday. And I was lucky because a lot of my friends in their college dorms, there was like a shared phone 
in the hallway and everyone on that hallway had to share the same phone, but I must've had a modern up-to-date dorm room and I had a corded phone on the wall in my room and my, uh, the roommate that I had, well, I had like a lot of different roommates because the first roommate I had really wanted to be with her friends and, um, she was just waiting for a room to open up so she could be with her friends. And she always like slept on the floor in their room. So I was by myself for a long time. And I think that's when I was making a lot of these calls. But even when I got another roommate later on, she had a boyfriend that lived down the road. And so she was always at her boyfriend's house all the time. So I was usually in my dorm by myself. So I was calling my boyfriend every Tuesday and Thursday night. And I don't know how much we, how long we talked. It was probably hours. I don't know. But I remember my parents getting a $500 phone bill (laughs) because of those conversations. So I'm sure they weren't very happy about that. I could talk to you for hours about how much things have changed in my life since, and I, you know, I haven't even been alive in the scheme of, you know, inventions and things changing, but in my lifetime, things that seemed impossible when I was born are now realities and everyday occurrences. And that is so amazing. So just another thing for you to think about, like how many things change and how much things that we thought were impossible become possible. Will you be one of those people that discovers new, amazing realities that we think are impossible right now. If you have been following these episodes and doing the thought work, the calendaring, and the mission statement, you are on your way to becoming someone who will discover those realities. Keep dreaming about all the things that you would like to see in the world. Show up every day to your life. You only get one, so make the most of it. Don't get bogged down in thoughts that don't serve you or your mission. Remember to take the mission statement and evaluate everything in your life based on it. If an opportunity comes up and it doesn't fit into your idea of what you, where you are going, say no to it. Spend your time creating whatever you need to reach your goals. Now that I have finally figured this out in my own life, I am so excited to get up every day and get going on all the things I am creating. I am so glad you are on this journey with me. And I think it's going to be so fun in a few years to go back and listen to some of these episodes and think about, oh, she was thinking about her impossible dreams and they hadn't come become reality yet. And now I'm living them. So I can't wait to look back on these things and imagine Uh, what kind of goals I have right now and what goals I will have then. Thank you for listening. Spend time dreaming this week about what is possible or maybe dream about what is impossible now, but how you could make it possible. The sky is the limit. I cannot wait to see what you do with your wonderful life. Please share this episode with your friends and on social media. Every day we get to decide what our thoughts are going to be. Choose wisely. Talk to you soon.